Hey, thanks for joining us for another message from the City Church. We're a local church in Mississauga, Ontario, gathering in community as we move closer to Jesus. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Brent Coulter, encourages you wherever you're joining us from today. 21 days of prayer. And so you had this booklet on your seat when you came in this morning. So let's go ahead and grab that booklet right now. So this booklet is a gift to you. All right. So the first thing we're going to do is you're going to grab that pen from the seat pocket in front of you. You're going to put your name in the front. So no one else can claim it. Your husband can't claim it. Your wife can't claim it. Your kids can't take it. But this is your book uh, for you to take home and to use for the next 21 days. Now, the 21 days actually legitimately starts tomorrow. Uh, we're going to finish up on the 26th for, for three straight weeks. We're going to be going through this book together as a church family. Or we recommend that you do it. If you kind of feel like, you know what, I don't know if I want to do this. Hey, we're not pressuring you. We can't force you anyway. It's a good idea, though, to pray for three straight weeks. And we've made it easy as possible with this book. So take this book. And at the end of the 21 days, you don't have to throw this book away. You can actually use it again for the 21 days following that. It's just a great way for us, uh, as we start out the new year, to come up with some good habits and practices. Now, we all know that maybe we have some bad habits in our lives. And one of the ways to stop a bad habit is to actually create a new good habit. And so this is a little bit what we're doing, and we'll talk more about that as we go along with the series. So you've written your name there on the first page, and then let's just turn, just for the sake of understanding what we're doing with this booklet over uh, the next few weeks. So in the first part of it, it's called Week One, A New Identity, and then Day One. So Day One will actually start tomorrow, will culminate on the 26th with three straight weeks of, of what we're calling 21 days of prayer. So this is just a simple uh, practice that we're recommending for you to do. Um, and once again, we, we've talked about prayer and Bible reading, uh, meditation, thinking about the Word of God in previous series at the beginning of New Year, but we just wanted to make it as easy as we could for you so that you wouldn't have to like go buy a book or figure out what to pray or what to think about. And then it just, it just gives you some instructions. Get alone for about 10 or 15 minutes. This is our recommendation to you. Once again, this is not a legalism. If you don't do it, we'll still love you. You can still be a part of our church. But this is a good thing to do. Can I get an amen? Yeah. So find a chair, find a place somewhere. I recommend not completely horizontal because you might fall asleep especially if it's first thing in the morning or late at night, find a chair that you would sit in and then just go through what it says here. Quiet your thoughts. Okay, just calm down for a second. We're going to think about the Lord and then what we're going to do, we're going to focus. So we're going to go and, and we're just going to read this portion of scripture. That's there on the second page and then it gives you some things to think about and then it gives you a place to maybe write some thoughts. Now, in the past, I've heard sermons on journaling I never actually bought into it. thought it was kind of silly. Until this last year that I actually started, I bought like a, a leather book. And maybe that helped me that it was leather. It was a little bit cooler than a regular journal. I don't know. And I just started writing a bunch of thoughts in this journal. And sometimes I would write um, things that I needed to do. It was kind of like a to-do list, um, some sermon ideas that I might have, some things that I wanted to talk about with our church staff. Um, and it's just really been a fantastic thing. And, and what's great about having somewhere to write your thoughts is that sometimes it's easy to forget God might be speaking something to us. And specifically, this is what we're thinking about. As we're reading through the scripture, our expectation is that God will actually be speaking to us. And this is a good thing to think about. This is what God's word, God's word is him speaking to us. 
So once again, this is your book to do with it what you will. But my recommendation is you get some sort of highlighter, you take a pen, um, write some things down, some things that God might be speaking to you. The whole week one is about our new identity in Christ. We're actually going to be preaching about that a little bit next Sunday. Um, but as you go through this, so once again, we start tomorrow. You can start today if you want. If you really want to get a head start, that's great. Um, but we're going to finish on the 26th, and that will be 21 days of prayer. Now, one thing also we're doing in this season is that myself and the church staff, every um, day from Monday to Thursday, we're going to be down in this room praying from 9 to 9.30. So if you want to come and hang out with us and pray, we invite you to come along with us and do that if you want to. The church will be open. The doors will be open um, from 9 to 9.30, Monday to Thursday for the next three weeks. So we invite you to come and pray along with us. We're going to have this room open. We're going to have music up. Uh, and then we'll be praying together. Now, one thing that I would say, and some people you know, don't think it's actually a lot of work to work on a church staff, but our church staff won't be able to hang out with you afterwards. All right, and I've already told them this ahead of time that at 9:30 they got to go back up their desk and get to work. So if you're coming to hang out with us to pray, it's not like a Sunday morning where they can hang out with you. They got to go to work afterwards. They are working. Amen. But if you want to come and hang out with us from 9 to 9:30, we'd love to see you. We'll be here in this room praying every day, Monday to Thursday, for the next three weeks. So that's something we're doing in this season. Another recommendation I have for you as we start out the new year is that you would come up with some sort of Bible reading plan for yourself for 2020, whether it's in January or whatever it might be, just something to start the year out once again with a new specific habit with some intentionality um, directing our lives toward God. Now, if you haven't downloaded the YouVersion Bible app, I recommend that you do it. Um, if, it if you have your device with you, your phone, just grab it and pull it out right now. I just want to show everybody, we, we went through this on our story a couple days ago, but I just want to show you that there's some easy resources in your YouVersion Bible app um, that will help you. So if you open the app, give you a second there. I know you had your phones tucked away. It's so good because you're going to pay attention to the message. But if you open the app in the center bottom, it says plans. So that just means Bible reading plans. And there are copious amounts of Bible reading plans on here. If you want to do, if you want to go through the New Testament in the whole year, you can do that. If you want to go through the whole Bible in one year, if you want to have a Bible reading plan on parenting or relationships or marriage, you can find Bible reading plans for everything. Um, one of the ones you see here is love. Something, if anxiety, if you're struggling with fear, and this is a good Bible reading plan. Healing, if you're struggling with healing in your body, uh, or something you just might want to fortify your faith on, you can just find yourself a Bible reading plan, and then it helps you uh, to go through the scripture systematically, and you can either read on your device, and what's great also about the YouVersion Bible app is you can listen. You can press play, and you can have somebody speak the scriptures to you. Um, and that's also a very helpful thing. So once again, just a recommendation uh, for you. It's an easy way. It's something that's set up for you. If you don't do it, we will still love you, and you can still come to this church, but we're just recommending uh, that these things, you would do these things, because creating new habits is something we're ready to do. Everybody's ready to do this at the beginning of a new year, and this is what we want to do um, as a church family. We want to set our sights here. We're, we're starting a brand new year. We're starting a brand new decade it's pretty exciting. And, uh, and what we want to do is we want to set our sails. We want to set our direction with the direction of God. 
Um, if you think about yourself 10 years ago, you, you've gone through some changes in the last 10 years, haven't you? Your family's gone through some changes in the last 10 years. And what we want as we look forward at this next 10 years at the beginning of this year, that we want to be moving in God's direction. And that's why we're recommending all of these resources and things to you, thoughts to think, prayers to pray, uh, scriptures to read, so that we can set, be setting our lives in a very specific direction uh, to what God would have for us. Can I get an Amen. All right, so why would we start a year like this? Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says this. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Now, in the context of this chapter, talking about the needs of our lives, the, the, the very basic needs in one sense of our lives, that God wants to add things to your life that we just read. All of these things will be added to you. All of the necessities of life. But then when, when we take that a step further, what we ultimately need is the will of God for our lives. Is his path, his direction, his desires for us, not just mine. Because my desires are limited to my knowledge and my understanding. And I want to go beyond that. I want to go to the knowledge of God, the purposes of God. So it, we're starting out this year just seeking after God. This is the idea of going to the scripture, spending some specific, intentional time every day praying. We, 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 and like I said, we gave you these resources to help you to do that. So that can we do, so that what we'll be doing, we're seeking after God. God, I want you. And not, not just him as, as an entity, yes, that. But then ultimately what we're wanting is, once again, his ways for me. That his plans for me are the best plans that I could walk in. John chapter 10, verse 9, it helps us to see God's desire for us. Jesus says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and, and, in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. So as we move into this next year, as we move into this next decade, what is Jesus' desire for us? And, and why did Jesus come? That we would have abundant life. That we would have life the way God designed it for us to experience. Now we know there's going to be sidetracks and difficulties because we live in a broken world and there's an enemy in the world that we live in. And there's going to be a lot of randomness that happens in the next year, in the next 10 years. And there's going to be randomness that happens in the world, political arena and economies and all these different things around the globe. But what we want to do is we want to fight the randomness and we want to fight the activity of the enemy with intentionality of our lives directed towards God and his purposes and understanding what his purposes are for our lives. And what do we see there? Jesus came that we would have life more abundantly. That doesn't necessarily mean a length of time, but it means the life that we live. That as our relationship with God grows, that our life will grow. That we will understand not just about God, but when we understand more about God, we'll understand more about his purposes for our life. So this is why we're moving in this direction. And as we are talking about prayer, as I'm, I'm recommending 
uh, Bible reading to you as we start out this year. A big part of this, um, as it relates to maybe some goals that I would set for this year or for this next 10 years, that I want to think the thoughts of God. And I think this is so important, and I feel like this is something that has just become alive to me so much in the last little while. Do we actually know the source of the thoughts that we think? Are the thoughts that I'm thinking worth thinking about? Where did they come from? Did they just come from the news? Did they just come from a political opinion? Did they just come from some professor in some university? Or are the thoughts that I'm thinking the ways of God for my life? And it's so important for us to distinguish with, between good thoughts to think and bad thoughts that I shouldn't actually spend time thinking about. You know, in Philippians uh, chapter 4, it talks about, hey, think about this and think about this and think about this and think about things that are a good report. And so we have to decipher our thoughts. All the thoughts that we think are not worth thinking about, and that is true. We know that is true. You can't believe all the thoughts you think. And so what we want to do in this next little while, as we go to the scripture, as we are spending time in prayer, that we want to allow God's word to transform us. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 says this, My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Listen in. Listen up. Inclined, sort of lean into what God would be saying to us. Why? Because he has some things for you to do this year. He has some things for you to do and accomplish this next 10 years. We're not just going through life haphazardly, uh, just with the winds and the randomness of life, that we actually want to be intentional, focusing our lives toward the thoughts of God. Let them not escape your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your hearts with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. From the word of God, from the thoughts of God, are going to flow the things that I need to think, the springs of life. Now, what the struggle is sometimes for us, as we go through some of these Bible reading plans, it's just a bunch of stories, right? It's a story about a person and they live there, especially if you go through the gospel. It's like, it's a story about a person and they did this and then Jesus healed them. And then sometimes we could just take the information on the surface value, but we miss out what the person thought and then what they did. You know, I was thinking yesterday about the, the woman with the issue of blood in, in Mark chapter 5. You know, she's famous for coming in the press behind. There's all these people surrounding Jesus, and she, she crawled up to him, and she touched the hem of his garment, because the scripture said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. And then sometimes we just limit it to the surface activity of the story. But if you go back to the beginning of the story, the scripture says when she heard about Jesus... She had been in a situation for 12 years. She had been suffering, hemorrhaging for 12 years. But she heard something about Jesus that changed the course of her life. 12 years, going in the same direction, no progress. But what happened? She heard something about Jesus. She heard that there was healing available to her. And then what did it cause her to do? It caused her to get up out of her situation and move. See, sometimes we look at these stories and we think, oh, God just decided 
God decided at the end of this 12 years that you know, she had suffered enough. No, she heard something different. Do you understand this? She had been suffering and she, no doctors had been able to help her. But then she heard something new and she acted on it. Changed the course of her life. And these are thoughts worth thinking. See, and this is why we are going to the scripture, not just for scriptural knowledge, not just for the arrogance of I read through the Bible in 2020 and I, got, I read this amount of scripture. No, we're looking for the ideas and the thoughts of God so that we can live them out. And that's also what I would recommend as you're going through 21 days of prayer and, and, and you're praying and you're thinking about something, also write then in the book, what, what is the point of action for me? I am thinking this and I'm praying this and I see this, but then what am I going to do based on that? Where is my action step based on the words and thoughts of God? This is why we're doing this, the beginning of a brand new year, beginning of a brand new decade. Mark chapter 4, verse 24 says this. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, what he has will be taken away. This is such an interesting portion of scripture. And the whole thing is in the context of sowing the, the, the seeds and the, the seeds are the word of God and is, is the heart of, of me, good soil, where the word of God can actually grow and for, flourish or is it stony ground or is it rocky ground? But Jesus says in the middle of this, pay attention to what you hear because the measure you use, in other words, you do, you act. We're not just reading Bible stories for the sake of Bible reading stories. What are we looking to do? We're looking to act on the thoughts of God. Because when we act on the thoughts and ideas of God that we are aware of, and then maybe we write it down, and then we think about it, and then we, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for me as an employee? What does this mean for me as an employer? What does this mean for me as a husband, as a wife, as a, as a child? How do I bring the word of God into my life? Because what is Jesus saying? Pay attention to what you hear. Are you aware of what you are hearing and what you're thinking about? Because why? When you use it, more will be given. And then it says, if you don't use it, it says it's going to be taken away from you. In other words, I'm going to say it's just a little bit of laziness in there. But here we are in a new year. We're ready not to be lazy, right? <laughs> We're maybe ready to go to the gym, which is good. I hope you do that. Exercise, good for your body. But then here I'm talking about spiritual activity. That we're going to exercise our hearts to do the will of God. Pay attention to what God is speaking to us. Because why? When we use it, then more is given. And then we get progress. God speaks to me this, and then I act on it. And at the other end of acting on what God has given to me, then there's a new step to take. And then progress happens. I'm, I'm not the same husband I was a year ago. I'm not the same... I'm speaking on behalf of women. I'm not the same wife I was a year ago. 
I'm not the same parent I was a year ago. Why? Because I'm acting on the things that God has shown me. I'm acting on the thoughts of God. I'm bringing them into my life, and then I'm acting on them. Scripture says, Jesus, uh, at the time of temptation, he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And, and so we need food for our physical bodies, but then we need inspiration for our souls. We need inspiration for the will of God for our lives, and this is what we're going to the word of God for, to inspire our lives, to fill our sails, so that we can go in the direction that he would have us to go. So I have another recommendation for you. A challenge for you in 2020. Are you ready for another challenge? At 9.48, January 5th. It's not something you have to do. Once again, if you don't do it, we'll still love you. You can still come here. But I recommend sometime in the next three weeks, you do a little bit of fasting. Do you know what fasting means? It means no food. It means nothing in your belly. Just that's actually what fasting means. It means that you're empty. Now, you can do a quick Google search and find out the actual health benefits to fasting, and you can get some recommendations from doctors for those different things. But I'm not necessarily talking about the health, physical health benefits of fasting, although they are there. But what I want to focus on, this idea that fasting for the purpose of focusing on God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 says this, And when you fast, so Jesus is speaking, he didn't say, if you fast. He said, when you fast. So it's a little bit of an expectation for us. Do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disguise, they disfigure their faces and that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who is in secret will reward you. And ultimately, you see, this is something that we actually know about. What is the first meal you eat every day? What's it called? Breakfast. Break fasting. It's actually what it means. That means you haven't been eating for a while, so you're going to break the fast. And so once again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making this a legalism. You don't have to do it. But I know this, there is actually some benefits to doing this. This is something that I do actually every week. And I've told you about this before, and I'm not trying to get brownie points like Jesus is talking about. Um, it, it's something so that we can focus on the spiritual things. And let me just explain to you just a, a little bit about what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying what people in this time, fasting was something that was required of them, um, not so much by the Mosaic law, but traditions that had grown and people had to fast and they had to fast a couple times a week. And what some people would try to do is they would, during their fast, they would like to go out and make a big deal of that they were fasting. In other words, make a big deal that they were super spiritual because they were fasting. And Jesus is saying that's not the point of the fast. Um, and so they would have this mandatory time. But Jesus was taking it and, and making it something different. He was making it an intimacy between us and God, something that we would be doing in secret, something that it would just be between me and God and my, my relationship with God. So the word fast simply just means a denial of food or it means being empty. It means starving the flesh so you could feed your spirit. Now, once again, I'm going to say, if, you know, if you've got doctor's orders somehow that you can't fast, I'm not telling you to fast, all right? 
But the vast majority of us in the room have enough few extra calories that our body's going to make it for another 12 hours or another 16 hours or a 24-hour period without eating. But once again, it's not just the not eating that's the goal. It's the starving of the flesh so that I can be feeding my spirit, that, that I would be um, directing my attention, that I would be getting my energy in one sense, not just from my next meal, but I would be thinking, I would be focusing on during the time of the, the fast, that I would be focusing on, oh, I'm going to be getting my energy from God in this moment. I'm going to be receiving from God. I'm going to be thinking about God. And this would be the purpose of the fast. But once again, if you don't do it, we still love you. You can still come to the church, all right? Now, we're not going to fast for gaining God's approval. We're not going to fast for that reason. And we're not going to fast to twist God's arm into doing something. The scripture says, I am the Lord God, I change not. So when we fast, we're not trying to twist God's arm. We're not trying to force him to do something that it is actually for me. It is for me to tune my spirit. It is for me um, to deny my flesh. We, uh, we had a season of, I'll, I'll say this, I'm not speaking, but we had a season maybe of the holiday time where we maybe never said no to our flesh one time, right? Our flesh wanted to eat it. What do we do? Eat it. We say yes. We say yes to it. But then the point of the fast is like, I'm actually going to say no to my flesh. And it's not, when I say the word flesh, it's not just my actual physical body. It would be just my desires or how my life is being ordered around food. Now, I just once again know from experience, when we think how much, and this is just a personal question for you, how much do you think about food? And then the planning of the next meal. It's a lot of our discussion time, isn't it? Because what do we say after we breakfast? What do we say? What's for lunch? <laughs> and then after we have lunch, I wonder what's for dinner tonight. And then on the way home, I, I'm leaving work. What do I say to my wife? What, what food do we need? We need to plan. We need to come because we've got to eat. Now, I'm not talking about some crazy thing, friends, all right? So go off crazy and whatever. I'm just saying, and, and we would never fast liquids. We all need liquids to live. We need water and we need, we need to drink beverages to be able to live. But we see in the scripture, you know, sometimes they would fast for a 12-hour period or a 24-hour period or a three-day period. And then the extremes that we would see that I don't recommend, we'd see Moses and Jesus and Elijah all fasted for 40 days. These are, would be extreme cases, which I'm not recommending. But it's okay once in a while just to not eat so that I can focus on my spirit, that I can tune my spirit to God. And once again, when, when you do this, if you do this, you will actually discover how much your body is in charge of you. Because <laughs> when you tell your body no, there's a fight, friends. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? There is a fight between you and your body. I was actually on the treadmill last night. Um, recovering from some of the Christmas eating that we did. And I was on the treadmill, and I was, I was about four minutes under my goal. And my body was saying, you know what? You could just stop now. Do you really need to do these other four? And there's nobody around. There's nobody. It's just me and the treadmill and my flesh and God. And your body's just saying, you know, this, there's just pain happening right now. 
some pain in my shin. I'm kind of out of breath, and it's kind of the point of the treadmill. And your body is just saying, and you know what I said to my flesh in that moment? I said, we're going 30 seconds longer. But that's the thing, when you start to deny your flesh, you will realize how much your body is directing your life. And this is what the scripture is talking about. A lot of times when it's talking about our flesh, it's not so much our body, but it's our disordered desires. That we can, because we give in to our desires all of the time in these areas, anything that relates to our flesh, which you know what those things are. I don't have to explain them to you. But if we're always, always, always directed by our flesh, we're not making any room to be directed by God. And this is the point of the fast. This is the point of the denial. So that we could focus. So some good reasons. We're doing it as a response to the goodness of God, not for a response of the goodness of God. As a response, because what do we, we just want the will of God in our lives. Not to get a response from God. That's not why I'm fasting. And I'm going to be resting in the approval of God. And then it's a choice of intimacy. That I'm making a choice in that moment. If I'm denying my flesh or I'm denying my body, whether it's one meal or a couple or three or whatever it might be for you, that I'm actually making a choice of intimacy. The man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That in this moment, when I'm not going to be eating physical food, that I'm actually going to be eating spiritual food. I'm going to be focusing on spiritual things. Can I get an amen? (sighs) Did you like that challenge? No, not necessarily. But it's out there. Some other things, just as we we start out, um, and I would put these sort of um, maybe in the detox category, which we all know there's, once again, and and I'm not the person to come to for advice on this, that there's a lot of advice out there, physical advice from doctors and and nutritionists about detoxing your body, and you can go find those things from other people. But what I would say, too, is that we, a lot of times we need to do a mental detox, how much screen time do we have? Do you have that, do you have that um, screen time thing set up on your phone that it tells you at the end of the week how much time you spend on your screen? That's just your phone. And there's other screens that we have, our computer, and we have our TV. And, and what's coming to us from all of our screen time? Well, there's a lot of thoughts coming, right? And maybe... Maybe it's a good idea for us to cut down a little bit on some of our screen time. And once again, you don't have to do it. This is not a legalism. But these are good ideas. As we set ourselves, set ourselves in this new year, the new decade, maybe we would just, maybe we would delete Instagram off of our phone for a week or two. Or whatever your social media of choice. And man, this is big for young people. There's a big comparison thing. There's, young people are struggling with comparison because everything that they see on social media, that their lives aren't this. And young people, this is what I would say. We're not getting our goals for life based on what we see on social media. You're not that person. You don't have to be that person. You don't have to live your goals based on what that person is doing on social media. And when you don't do what they do, you're still all right. What, what, do you, what should you want? Not just what they say. What does God say about your life? 
There's something deeper and higher and more powerful than what you would just see on social media. Just back one, just uh, one recommendation back to fasting that I would say that you can do a complete fasting, you could do a selective fast, maybe fast sugar. or a certain type of food, or, or something that maybe is our main thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Whatever your main thing is. See, and once again, these things aren't necessarily bad. They just can become our God. That our whole lives can be focused on this thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but if our whole life is given to this thing, this is where it becomes a problem. Or just a partial fast where you're removing one meal. And trust me, friends, you can do it. There's going to be a little bit of pain for a few moments, but you can do it. You can make it through. Just drink some extra water. Just know from experience you can do it. All right. And then we're last thing we're going to be talking about in this series, we're going to be talking about prayer, obviously, in 21 days of prayer. First Peter chapter 3, verse 12. It says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. So as we set out on this journey for the next three weeks, my fasting isn't going to open the ears of the Lord. His ears are already open. That I can come to him and I can speak to him and I can be in a conversation with him. And this is what prayer is all about, being in a conversation with God. Speaking to God, having him speak back to us. This is the point of this book that we made for you. So you just set some time aside that you would read the scripture, that you would, that you would pray some things to God, and then you would be aware of what he's speaking back to us. But there's no fight. There's no fight to break through heaven. Jesus has done it for us. His ears are open to our prayers. So what do we want to do? Man, for this year, for this decade. God, I seek after you. I desire what you have for us, Lord. First John chapter 5, verse 13 says this, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Thank God for that. In Christ, we know, not a maybe, not a might be, that in Christ, we have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him if we ask anything According to his will, everybody say that, according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, and whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. So we're going to be asking God for some things, but what are we asking God for? Things according to his will. So this is why we have scripture before we pray. And this is why we recommend some Bible time before we pray. Because what are we doing? We're aligning ourselves to the will of God. We're aligning ourselves to the ways of God so that I could ask for the ways of God. We're aligning ourselves to the will of God so that I can ask for the will of God. Because what? He hears those things. Not just my will. Not just my desires, not just the desires of my flesh. But I want the will of God. That I would desire the will of God for this year, for this next decade.
Jesus in the garden. Matthew chapter 26. He's about to go to the cross. He's praying a very famous prayer. And as we start out this series, I recommend that this is our prayer. Verse 39 says this, Going a little farther, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. How many know Jesus had a difficult road ahead to go to the cross? But he was yielding himself to the will of God. And thank God, because Jesus went to the cross, we don't have to go to the cross. That we don't have to bear the weight of our sin, bear the weight of our mistakes. But the heart of what Jesus is praying here in this moment is what I want to get to. What is it? Yet not as I will, but as you will. This next year, this next decade, See, God wants you to dream his dreams. His dreams are better than just something that I could think of. Lord, not my will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples, found them sleeping. Can you men watch, keep watch with me one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you do not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. See, we're not just depending on our flesh. This is kind of what I've been talking about this whole message. We're not just depending on our flesh for these next three weeks, going into this year, going into this next decade. We want to yield to our spirit because this is where God is. And then the scripture says, Jesus went and prayed this very same thing two more times. What did he pray? Not my will but yours be done. God, what do you want to do in me? What do you want to do? What do you want to change? What do you want to accomplish? What is it that you want to happen in my life in this next year, in this next decade? And it's different for everybody in the room. This is why I'm encouraging you to do it. But let's make this our prayer this morning. Father God, we just thank you today. For Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for his great example to us. God, and like Jesus, we just take a moment and say, Lord, not our will, but yours be done. We just don't want our dreams, Lord, we want your dreams. We set aside our disordered desires. God, and like Jesus, we say, Lord, we want your will. Whatever that you would have for us, Father. This is the deepest desire of our spirit. That our spirit cries out to you. From the depths of our soul, God, we want your plans. We want your purposes. We want your dreams for our lives, for our family, for our career, for our education. God, we want to follow after you. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. 
Be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for other messages. For more content from The City Church or to connect with us, visit us at thecitychurch.ca or find us on Facebook or Instagram at citychurchgta. Thanks again for joining us.